0: English You're listening to too such a, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, hello and welcome to this glorious mess, big kids, Mamma Mia's podcast for parents who are very behind on their Christmas shopping and it's almost here. I am Holly
1: Wainwright. Have you done any shopping? Holly Wainwright, well, it's December- mother of two. <laughs> works at Mamma Mia. I'm Holly's right. the reason all the great podcasts happen. You're director of content,
0: oh, correct? Oh, you're the best. No, you are.
1: You, you are now the, also the content. award-winning Holly Wainwright.
0: Well, we can call me that if you like. I know you are. I know you are. You're the best. Um, I'm also award-winning. <laughs> I am also
1: award winning can not believe you didn't oh, bloody jump in there.
0: So I was getting to you. Oh. Thank you, co-host Andrew Daddo, father of three grown-up children, award-winning podcast host, <laughs> for that's incredible. That's incredible. Our show that you listen to with your kids in the car, mm. and you should all listen to that show because it just won a big award, a podcast awards, yeah. and it's coming back next year. Yay, Mr. Daddo. Anyway, yay. we digress. Have I done any Christmas shopping is where you started this question. Mm. It's December the 18th. No. I (laughs) have done some. Oh. But until I had children, I was always a Christmas Eve shopper, disorganised, and that won't surprise anybody who listens to this show, disorganised, rushing around like a crazy person on the 23rd, the 24th. But you can't really do that with kids because all the good stuff is gone. Right. That is what I've learned over the years. So there are some presents stashed under the bed. Luckily my children don't listen to this. What about the dog? And that's a very, very – Original place to you, hide the Christmas Are you worried presents? about the
1: dog going under the bed? Your daughter, she's already seen them. She's totally
0: already been under there. <laughs> so <I'll> be like <laughs> I go walking into the bedroom, and she's just like see, suspended from the ceiling yeah. by a foot, like of the telescope. Yeah, see what her her is going on? Feet
1: sticking out front of the bed, Matilda.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, on the show today. We are asking a very awkward question. Do you have a favourite child? Well, now we have discussed this before, but we're going there again because it's been made relevant by one of the biggest TV shows of the year and we're going to unpack that. Plus, warning, warning, if little ears are listening, we're talking about Christmas yeah. And some of the magical things that occur.
1: Yeah, the jolly.
0: Mm-hmm. So maybe just be careful who's around. And as always, our nailed and failed for the year. But first.
1: Parenting, Parenting mentors. mentors. <laughs> Do we got a cape?
0: <laughs> Andrew, this is the bit where we give some advice. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because we're not actually experts. We don't really know anything about. Anything. We, we know we have experience in, we have oh. life experience you know, we've been kids, we've got kids.
0: Yeah, a lot of kids. Yeah, of but different we're not ages.
1: So don't, buddy, ring up later and go, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My youngest is eight now, and Andrew's oldest it's is 22. 21, 21. 21 still. So we've got a why <laughs> still. I think he's staying there.
1: Just get older.
0: <laughs> anyway, so we have a lot of advice. Here we go. We have a Christmas conundrum that comes from a longtime listener, Tom. <laughs>
1: Hello Andrew and Holly. My oldest daughter is 12 and my youngest son Oliver is 5. My youngest is mesmerised by Santa. He's been collecting carrots for the reindeer, making cards for Santa, sending letters to the North Pole, the lot. But my oldest has been taunting him about it. How do I make sure Oliver's Santa experience isn't ruined by the oldest and keep that Christmas magic alive? Please help. Regards, not-so-secret Santa.
0: Tom, I love Good on you, Tom. I love that. Tom did what we we're always asking uh, yeah. out loud us to do record a voice memo on your phone, email it in to tgm at mommamia.com.au. Doesn't even sound like a phone call.
1: No, and Tom needs to send his 12 year old on holiday.
0: <laughs> he does. The- right, so this is a very real dilemma in a lot of houses. Oh, Tell me about it, Mr. Daddock. Well,
1: this is, I mean, this is part of being the youngest versus being the oldest, you know, like, and the oldest when myths are exposed, they love to share the fact that it's exposed or they love to torment their youngers. That's just family life. You so how out, do you get around it? You threaten I don't know <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually think it, you literally have to talk to them as an adult you actually have to say I want to talk to you about an adult thing and explain how it works. Like imagine if you thought and find a, a common ground because there's a point where your kids actually will uh, will have a Grown-up conversation with you. And I really, I truly think this is the time to sit down with the older one and just explain. You remember how exciting it was for you and put make them part of the Uh, excitement. You want it to still
0: be this exciting for Oliver.
1: Yeah, but also bring them into the game. Like let them be part of the Santa moment so they're part of the surprise as opposed to ruining the surprise.
0: Well. I think that's very good advice. My daughter's been Not interesting practical. because she's nearly 11 and I think she knows. I she... think she knows. <laughs> okay. But she is willing to pretend. She is willing to pretend and go along with it because the bloody elves on the shelves have been back this year, even though she must know now that they don't move around magically in the night. But she just wants to believe in the magic, which I respect about her because I like that stuff too. It's creative imagination, all those things. So with her, she'll say to me sometimes, trigger warning, turn it down if you've got small ears around, Santa's not real, is he, Mum? All my friends say is not real. Santa's not real. She says that. She has said that in the past. And I've just said to her, nobody knows for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of true. Like I know for sure he doesn't buy all the presents that I've just set myself broke buying. But I don't know for absolute 100% sure that he doesn't exist.
1: Who gives the good presents? Do you give the good presents or does Santa give the good presents?
0: Well, in my house, Santa brings presents from other people anyway. So, like, Santa might be bringing Namma's presents all the way from England. Oh. Santa might be bringing my present too. But what we do is that my kids get one big present and then lots of little rubbishy yeah, presents. But who
1: gives the big present, you or Santa?
0: Oh Us via Santa.
1: So, <laughs> hang on, what does the card say? From Mum and Dad? or
0: From Santa. Yeah, Santa's yeah. present, I guess. Anyway, so but she's willing to go along with this because she's likes the magic and the excitement. So she hasn't yet ruined it for Billy. She hasn't yet fallen into that. But I have a theory. Billy knows too. They're just pretending.
1: Yeah, they are. They're pretending.
0: just pl- stringing me along. The, so Tom needs to have a conversation with his daughter and say, "Don't ruin it for your brother." Yeah, and maybe some bribery involved. Then I think
1: bring her into the secret, into the mystery. Let her be part of the you know making the mystery bigger. You know, because then they're part of it. I mean, it's a good theory. I don't know if it'll work, but Tom, you know, like give everyone, it a try, give it a go. Like everyone loves to torment their younger siblings. Yeah, it's they just do. How it is? You know, I don't know. Yeah, they
0: do.
1: <laughs> they do. That's they really do. Is.
0: Okay, that was our last can parent I, mentors for the year. Can, so.
1: I, can I just show you one thing yes. about on the secret on the bloody elf thing? I've got the answer to the elf.
0: The dog. <laughs>
1: You so get the Andrew do- just yeah. showed
0: me a picture of a dog that's ripped up the elf.
1: Yeah. So you get the dog. <laughs> oh, they were the, traumatised. The dog- no, no, no. They know the elf's not real. So they you let the dog eat the elf and then you go, oh, my God, the elf's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Doggy, bad dog, kill the elf. <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> and then no more elf.
0: Oh, what do you think? Because no. my kids said if the-, are the elves coming back and I said, well, what about Elvie? Our dog. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, the elves will just have to stay up high. I'm like,
1: damn it. Anyway,
0: that's it for our parenting mentors this year, but we'll be back in the new year. So please remember, if you have a dilemma, do what Tom did and email us one in. Okay, on to the main event. Andrew, have you watched The Crown? Yeah,
1: yeah, love it. Crown series, I actually love it. I don't like, I don't like, what's his face? I don't like him. Who? Philip. Oh,
0: Charles. No, no, Philip. Charles Uh, is pathetic.
1: (laughs) Charles, you pathetic boy. You pathetic. Actually, your
0: Prince Philip impersonation is quite good. It doesn't
1: actually do anything more than that. I'm (laughs) absolutely furious, squidgy. No, that was the other one. (laughs) That's Charles.
0: Okay. So that's Andrew's impersonation of the crown. You will have been watching it, Everybody's watched it this year. We're near the end of the year, and we had the conversation about this on out loud because it's so interesting. There's an episode in it where the Queen and Prince Philip are trying to figure out who their favorite child is. Actually, Prince Philip knows. So the Queen comes in and she goes, "Margaret Thatcher, who is the Prime Minister of Britain at the time, has a favorite child and is very know, open about d- saying, "Come on,
1: do her." Oh, I can't. Come on."
0: Margaret Thatcher has a very favourite child of her twins and she's very open about saying it. Can one do that? That's what she's saying to Prince. You
1: know we can, Lizzie.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Why are we stopping? Because it will drive everybody crazy. That's the show. Anyway. Philip says, well, you have a favourite child to the Queen. The Queen says, I do not. And the Philip says, yes, you do. And she said, who's yours? And Philip says, it's Anne. And he just knows immediately. And it's obvious because he really likes Anne. And the others are all rubbish, and the, he's like, and you have one, and you're just not saying it. And she's like, I do not. And then the Queen organises lunches with all her children, her four children, to w- figure out which one of them's her oh favorite. Oh my god! Only to discover that really they're all idiots, which you know any of us could have told her. And but Andrew is her favorite, and she's a bit disappointed in herself about that because he's now an idiot. Now well, she is. then he was, and now even more so. Anyway, it started this whole conversation about favorite children. If you haven't seen it, here's a clip where the Queen is talking about favourite kids. The Prime Minister said something interesting today about her son.
1: This is about his sense of direction?
0: <laughs> she described him as her favourite child.
1: Is that interesting?
0: The way she said it was, without equivocation or thought. Who would do that? Openly admit preferring one child to another, especially twins.
1: Any honest parent. What? Any honest parent would admit to having a favourite.
0: Who's our favourite?
1: My favourite or your favourite? Is it different? I'd say so, yes.
0: All right, you first. Who's yours?
1: Anne.
0: You said that alarmingly quickly. Well, because it didn't require thought. Philip! And your favourite is... I don't know. Liar. Now, when we talked about it on Out Loud, we talked about it from the point of adulthood because Jesse Stevens, my co-host on that show, reckons you can spot a favourite child. Like in adulthood, you can spot someone who was the favourite child because they have a certain confidence and... Entitlement. You she's know, a, the, the middle child... She's an identical twin. She's twin. So she so, has a lot of baggage about this.
1: Yeah. So... Her, so... Out of her and her sister, who's the favourite child?
0: No, she... she said neither of them. She said one of the boy twins oh. is.
1: Oh, that's right. They've got the boy <laughs> twins.
0: But the question is, do you think that's true? You're one of five. Do you think it's true that there's always a favourite and you can spot them? And in your house... Do the kids ask you who the favourite is?
1: They used to and I'm sure I've said this before, we counted that with you're my favourite son because I only have one son. You're my favourite oldest daughter. You're my favourite youngest daughter. But I'm pretty sure that all people in all families have a moment of being the favourite and certainly other moments of being the least favourite depending on their behaviour. So if you're, you know, nice and do the dishwasher or whatever, you know, if you're like...
0: You're not causing trouble. You're
1: not, yeah. Like as a football team, if you're a positive part of the family group, you'll be a better chance at being looked well upon otherwise, aka favourite viewing. I've got a favourite surfing child. No, I actually don't – well, Felix because he surfs. But if I can get the girls to surf, I love it. So then they would become my favourite surfing. Bibi cooks the most. I love cooking with her.
0: So you've got a favourite thing to do with them all.
1: Favourite thing –
0: So I have a friend back in England who has three kids and one of those kids she finds hardest to get along with. It's not that he's not her favourite, but he's more difficult for her than the others because she says the others are more like her. So she can kind of work out how to deal with them and whatever, but he's really different. And so she struggles and they butt heads more.
1: And he will
0: grow up thinking that he's not his mother's favourite. Yeah,
1: but in the moments when their thoughts work in unison and they're having a really brilliant time together, there'll be better times than the good times with the other kids because it's so appreciated. So you'd never go, oh, you're my least… You're my least favourite. (laughs) Darling, darling. I love you very much, but Do you know what I mean? So only a dickhead would say they've got a favourite child allowed. Like you'd be a moron.
0: You would. But I think there's no question Even that if you did have your one. children are all different, so yeah, yeah. your relationship with them is different. Yeah,
1: and you get different things from them and they get different things from you and your other half.
0: Was there a favourite in your family?
1: Yes. Who is it? Me.
0: Really? No, no, no I'm just joking. So you're one of five. No, just... Was there a favourite?
1: Uh, no, Uh Was there a
0: perception among the siblings? Because here's another thing. Parents will never admit that there's a favourite, and maybe there isn't. I don't really believe in favourites. But the kids will always decide between them who the favourite yeah, is.
1: Yeah, or you'd have to look at the youngest because they're the last one. So they would appear to get preferential treatment when you're a kid. What you can't see is that they need more time because... ...they're the youngest, they probably need to learn how to do things... ...the same way you were taught to do things, mm-hmm. you've just forgotten being taught. So when they're being shown how to ride a bike, you're like... <speaking in Spanish> <laughs> I still remember the time when Lockie took one of our bikes... ...and we used to cut the forks off our bikes and jam new forks on them... ...so you could make it a dragster, like make it a chopper, like a motorbike... ...so you had these extended forks. And he took one and it wasn't finished... Went down the hill. Did a I mon- did a wheelie. Used to call it a mono. He did a wheelie. The front wheel and the forks came off. So he's gone. Second set of forks into the ground. He supermans through the handlebars. Full facial, you know, scraping the whole. Oh. We came home from school and we got in an extraordinary amount of trouble for letting that happen. We're like, hang on a second. He should never have taken the bike. But it was our fault because we prepared the bike.
0: Little Not as lucky. a prank. so <laughs> Little Lockie. Little Lockie. My last point on this is that there are only two of us in my family, me and my brother, and I'm sure that when I was growing up I thought he was the favourite because he was the oldest and he was like better behaved than me and he was better at school. And he always thought I was the favourite because I was the youngest and he reckons I got away with a lot. Mm. So you're always just going to think the yeah. other one's a favourite anyway. Yeah. I challenge uh, this glorious messes. To tell us the truth about favourite children. Yeah. How do you deal with that? If indeed you were one, or you. Well, no, it's no 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 no, no,
1: no, no, no. It's not about you being the favourite. It's about which of your children is the favourite. Because we can't objectively look at our own parents and say they were our we were their favourites, but we can definitely look at our children and go, you know, you definitely have moments when you're out of sorts with one and in sorts with another. That's a, that's a fact. If you can't acknowledge that, then you're just being. You're lying to yourself. There are definitely, definitely times, as they get older especially, but even when they're young, you know, you look at your two-year-old, mate grabbing onto your partner's leg and hanging on there going, I love, I love, Daddy. And you just look at them going, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? I know. You know what I mean?
0: I know. Nailed it. You
1: failed it. Nailed and failed, Holly and Ada, the award-winning Holly. Hey, how's the gym stuff going? By just quickly.
0: I don't like that question. You look fantastic. <laughs> that sounds bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going very well. I'm up doing my boot camp three times a week. But the thing is, is that if you say, "Oh, how's the no, exercise going?" I, I feel like you're saying to me, you
1: "No." Know, in all honesty, what it's clear of eye and healthy, radiant. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm literally. I'm not joking. I'm not. not good. Thank it's you. like you know. It's so.
0: Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it being back at boot camp on days I'm not having a uh, crisis about (laughs) it. Of course, but anyway, most days
1: I see people like you down the beach. We're
0: doing it all the way up to Christmas Eve.
1: Great, good for you.
0: Anyway, tell us
1: now that okay, so well, so Bibbs is home, right? So she's finished her driving around with her boyfriend. She's come home, no tats, no piercings, no. That's a success. I think. Well, in my very narrow world, it's a success. (laughs) You know, no, it doesn't matter. Her boyfriend got one, great one. These are the good old days. He got tattooed across his foot, like a Birkenstock across his foot. These are the good old days. The words. Oh, that. Yeah, which I quite liked. Yeah. But the S got infected on days, <laughs> so the ink has run out of it. So he's got. These are the good old days.
0: Oh no! <laughs> it's got funny. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, did she have a great time? Uh,
1: Where was her the favourite best, place to go? Uh, they loved South Australia until they got. I said, "You, you better run. You better run." Yeah. Because of the. COVID, because they were there during the outbreak. So I said, get the hell out of that state. Anyway, rightly or wrongly, in our family, when someone goes away, we have a big dinner, you know, see you later, off you go. So food they like. And then when they come back, we have another, you know. That's the lovely. food. Yeah, it's to say welcome. Anyway, yeah. on the day she came home, it was 40 degrees. On the same day, uh, Jackie and I had just driven home from Melbourne. And so we've done 12 hours in the car. Because She's, the
0: borders opened and you went to your yeah, family.
1: Straight down, straight back. So we had two days with our family, drove home, and then by rights, we would have had roast, beautiful roast pork with veggies and all this, but you know, we were stuffed and it's was late. Degrees. And then we said, Oh, let's get takeaways. We got pizza, but we didn't get the normal pizza we got. Someone wanted to try something else, it was crap. Oh. So then when I said goodbye to them, good, good night. <laughs> She's in bed. I said night. I said, So listen to your home. Things would be a bit different. And you just see it start to dissolve like an oh, escrow. Right? Darling. I said, are you okay? She goes, I thought we would have a good dinner. Pizza switch oh. <laughs> And she was just that whole oh my God. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's that's
0: a, amazing because it's like you're grown up enough. To yeah. drive around in a van with your boyfriend, yeah. but when she's home, she wants to be the little yeah. girl who mom and dad have yeah. made the fancy dinner for. Yeah. So, oh, so it was
1: terrible, like a, But it was un, it Was I know what you? Th- I can hear. I can hear people going oh, <laughs> entitled. or oh, no, no, it's, it's not. Cute. Yeah. So I said tomorrow night, we've all got time. We'll make you that. So we had the most beautiful dinner the next night, but it was just and in,
0: I think that's cute. It's family tradition. It's whatever your family normally does and it means more to your kids than you think it does sometimes. Yeah.
1: It was a fail because we weren't able to do it, but circumstance dictated. If the pizzas had been better, don't change your pizza shop. <laughs> don't change your pizza shop. That's the fail. Don't change your pizza shop okay. under duress.
0: Here's my fail. I have bought the kids for Christmas. They're not listening to this. A video game thing. And I've always said I would never do that. I know, but you know what? I decided. <laughs> I decided. Hang on, did this. you really? I had a good chat. Have you really? With, yes. I bought them a Nintendo, like a Nintendo a that you play on the. No, it's not a Wii. It's a Switch. A Nintendo Switch that you play on the TV, right? Mm-hmm. That here's the reason that's a fail is I have always two things. A, it's freaking expensive. Like honestly, who makes up the prices for this crap? And I've always said to Brem, we're never spending more than $100 on a hundred dollars on present for the kids. Apparently even though this year everybody's poorer than last year, I've decided that that's got out the window. Secondly, I'm like, I don't want my kids inside playing video games, but there's a nail. <laughs> She's pointing, She's pointing at me. There's a nail hidden in my fail. I yeah. was talking to a friend who knows a lot about this stuff, and she said, when your kids have screen time, are they just sitting alone like, you know, in... In playing their phones and their iPad, like and yes, they are. Yes. So that's what they do, right? If they're allowed their screen time and we, and we limit the screen time, they're like on their own just invested in this and who knows what they're doing. She said, if you buy the, the video game console thing that I've been fighting against, they will be playing their games out in the open. You'll be there and around. You can play. They can play each other. It's a more sociable activity.
1: Yes. <laughs> Turn it off! <laughs> <laughs> shoot the guy! Shoot the guy! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have you thought about this <laughs> in any way? It's
0: not what of. It's not an Xbox that has all the shooter ups <laughs> It's not. It's do, do. Our producer Michaela clearly knows a lot about video games because she's like, "Yes, Holly, That's yes." True. So I have decided. <laughs> I know, I know. i know no, it's a, a great parent it, but a- we were in the JB high five, me and Brent, and we were like, "Should we do it? Should we do it?" And I was like, "It's a lot of money." And then we like, but then that's their big joint present, and then we just buy them their little stocking things, and it's done, and they will lose their. They'll lose that.
1: They will. No, no. It's a great.
0: And we'll, we'll still have the rules. They're only allowed to play it for you know a couple of hours on a weekend morning and on Friday nights or whatever. We'll still have those rules. But we will see what they do instead of all this like hunched yeah. over their phones, like little like, yeah. well, not their phones. No,
1: it's great. Phones. What about when they're still hunched over their phones <laughs> and playing the game? <laughs> literally no better toy than a video game for a young person. As long as, it's as they're like, not.
0: My kids spend lots of time outside. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to stop them from doing that.
1: There is no, literally no better fail Nail presence. or
0: fail, everybody. You tell me if, if you don't know. I know Andrew thinks it's a fail. I'm no, like, I, don't.
1: I don't. No, I <laughs> no, did not no listen, I know. you know. I I am. It's it's fine. It's a great present.
0: Made my choice. (laughs) (laughs) My choice is my choice.
1: (laughs) We just, we just, we just didn't have them.
0: I know. Well, you know, and we just. I said that, but here we are. That is it for the show and the year of our normal shows. I know we want to hear all of your Christmas and summer and back-to-back parenting dilemmas, school holidays stretch on forever. We know that going back to school. We want to hear all of those things.
1: Driving stories. Yes. There's got to be a thousand driving there stories. Is.
0: We'll be back early next year to answer all of your questions, so don't be shy in sending them through. Okay. While we're away and you need some parenting support, make sure you jump online to the Mum and Me Parents Facebook group. We're always there. And this is really weird, but I have to tell you about this new show we have. It's called What I Eat When. If you've got some time over the holidays, it's so good. What's it about? Don't Not look a... like that. It was my idea. You yeah, no. <laughs>
1: No, what I eat when, like no. what?
0: What do you eat when? Can I? You're alone.
1: Ah, sushi.
0: <laughs> sushi. What do you For eat lunch? when you're homesick? Oh. What do you eat when you're celebrating? What do you eat oh. when you're feeling sick? That's the idea, right? Yeah. We get people in, high-profile peeps,
1: ah. to talk to us ah. about their stories ah.
0: around food. So it's
1: a conduit to talk for, to talk about people and their their lives and their histories, but you base it around food. Nailed it. The single most important thing in 98% of people's yeah. lives. The great emotion reminder. Yeah. Ah, my mum's raw roast lamb. There you go. Bronwyn, for God's sake, it's raw. And she goes, it's cooked on the outside. Just carve it on the outside. Carve the outside bits and I'll put the inside bit back in the oven and we can have that for seconds. Smaller serves first time around. Every time, Bronwyn, every time. You should be on the show. I'm auditioning now.
0: <laughs> it's hosted by Silvia Colocca, who is gorgeous, Italian, amazing cook and actress and all the things. It's so good. Anyway, you've got it. You get me. You see, I just gave you a little rundown. You knew where we were going. That's oh, a very good um, idea. That show is live. That's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> so we're snipping that out, using it what? on all our trailers. <laughs> So that's what I, when you'll find it in your podcast app. Merry Christmas if you celebrate yeah, Christmas. Chris. Happy holidays if you don't. Have a wonderful end of year. Good on your whole. We love being with you all Yeah, it's all great. Year. It's
1: always fun. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye. This Glorious Mess Big Kids is brought to you by Mama Mia. This episode is produced by Michaela Floriano. Thanks, Michaela. Have a beautiful Christmas and we will see you next year. You
1: sure will. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye.